You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everybody, welcome into another exciting edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Florida Panthers hockey over the course of the next hour. And we've got a lot to cover. Of course, the Panthers are right in the middle of a playoff series. Their second round, best of seven series against the cross-state rival Tampa Bay Lightning. Shifts to Tampa for tomorrow's 1.30 in the afternoon game. Panthers need to recover in this series now. Down two games to none after a couple of losses at FLA Live Arena back on Tuesday and Thursday. Both games that could have really gone either way, but the Panthers found themselves on the short end of both. So now some work to do as the series shifts over to Tampa. So again, on that, the game tomorrow, 1.30 in the afternoon. We'll have you covered across the Panthers radio network, beginning with Panthers preview at 1 o'clock. So that's tomorrow's game three. And then it'll be the rare playoff back-to-back. The Panthers and the Lightning will play again game four, Monday at 7 p.m., that, of course, will begin with pregame coverage at 6.30 across the Panthers radio network. So that's the next two games of the series, Game 3 and Game 4. Game 5, if necessary, will be on Wednesday at FLA Live Arena. Of course, you can check FloridaPanthers.com for all the information as far as that's concerned. It would be at a time to be determined, but we'll have you covered all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs on the Florida Panthers radio network. So again, that's what lies ahead for the Panthers. And in mentioning the game tomorrow, game three and game four coming up on Monday, tomorrow's watch party, it'll be presented by Funky Buddha for round two, game three. That's tomorrow, Esplanade Park in Fort Lauderdale. That's tomorrow, 11 to five. Bring your lawn chairs and join us for street hockey, live band, spray paint artists, and much more. All ages welcome. That is tomorrow. And then Monday, Panthers fans come out to the second-round watch party for Game 4 against Tampa Bay. That's Monday night at Tin Roof in Delray from 5 to 10 p.m. Join us for the game, drink specials, giveaways, and much more. Go to FloridaPanthers.com for more information. Well, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to hear from Panthers interim head coach Andrew Brunette. He spoke to the media via teleconference yesterday, so we had a chance to hear from him. So we'll get some thoughts from Andrew Brunette here in just a moment. Coming up next Segment from NHL Network, 2003 Stanley Cup champion Mike Rupp. He's going to stop by the show. We'll talk all things Panthers Lightning. We'll talk playoffs. Lots to get to with Mike Rupp coming up in segment two. And in segment three, my friend and yours, Red Deer Randy Moeller from the Panthers TV broadcast on Bally Sports Florida. He's going to join us coming up later on in the hour. So lots to get to. And as we start things off, hearing from Andrew Brunette, here he is in talking about the mindset going into game three for the Panthers that's the mindset you just win one um and that's all you worry about is one game and and regardless if 
we're, last night we worried about one game and I don't think anything changed. We're just worried about one game and it goes more well, worried about one game. Um, it's a great opportunity um, to, to go on the road and, and maybe relax a little bit and play hockey. Yeah, I feel like we got a little bit better um, flow in our game. Um, and But where they're been excellent at is, is keeping us a little bit to the outside. Um, I think their shot blocking has been tremendous. It's hard to get pucks through, and then you got to get to, to Vasilevsky after that. So we've had a little trouble getting maybe a little bit inside, but I thought we had our looks. I like a lot of things in our game, uh, really, for about 80 of the um, – or, you know, about 80 or actually probably about 100 of the 120 minutes we played there. And uh, last night, I loved 59 minutes and 40 seconds of our game. And unfortunately, that was the difference last night. And the, the other night was a face-off. And, you know, you're playing with margins. And right now, they're winning the margin battle. So Andrew Burnett laying it all out right there. Talks about the team's approach to tomorrow's game, saying it's just a win-one-game-at-a-time mindset going into tomorrow. Also talks about what Tampa Bay has been able to do over these last couple of games to make things tough. So the Panthers and the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions head-to-head. -head. Game three is going to be tomorrow, 1.30, 1 o'clock Panthers preview across the radio network. Game four coming up on Monday night at 7, 6.30 will be the start of our pregame coverage coming up on Monday evening for game four. So it's the Panthers and the Lightning. Panthers looking to bounce back after after falling in back-to-back -back games to start the series on home ice. Coming up later on in the show from the Panthers TV broadcast on Bally Sports Florida, Randy Moeller is going to stop by. But on the other side of the break, we'll chat with Mike Rupp from NHL Network. That's coming up straight ahead. I'm Doug Plagans. This is the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. We've got a special guest coming your way in just a moment as we talk all things Florida Panthers, Stanley Cup playoffs here on this week's edition of the program. Panthers fans, you want to get the best Panthers gear, flateamshop.com is your place to go for your exclusive Panthers licensed merchandise, including one-of-a-kind game-use gear, hockey-inspired fashion apparel, and much more. Shop now, flateamshop.com. Well, the Panthers down 0-2 in the series to the Tampa Bay Lightning, the second-round best-of-seven series. Game three coming up tomorrow at 1.30 in the afternoon. Kind of a scheduling wrinkle. They'll have a back-to-back. -back. You don't see that in the playoffs much. Game four will be Monday at 7 o'clock in Tampa, and then the series would shift back to sunrise for game five Wednesday at a time to be determined if necessary. And joining us now here on the Panthers Insider Show, he's an analyst on NHL Network, and you can tune into NHL Network, see the great crew there, breaking it all down throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs, doing a great job each and every day. We've got former Stanley Cup champion, longtime NHLer, and a native to one of my favorite places in the entire world, Cleveland, Ohio. Mike Rupp stopping by the show today. Mike, thanks very much for your time. Thanks for being here today. How are you? I'm doing well, Doug. Hey, man, listen, I don't know how many people have interviewed me and said that one of their favorite places is Cleveland, so we should probably talk more often. We need to be buddies, I think. <laughs> sounds, sounds good to me. It's one of my favorite places. I worked in the, in the minor leagues there with the AHL team, the Monsters, for four seasons, and, uh, and one, of my, one of the best times of my life was those uh, four years that I spent there in Cleveland. Just uh, a great place, and I'm a Midwesterner uh, from, the, from Michigan, from the Detroit area, so it, it felt like home, even though there's a little bit of a – Michigan Ohio rivalry uh, Ohio still felt very homey to me uh, while I lived there but Mike want to ask you about uh, this series between the Panthers and 
lightning first and foremost here. Uh, the Panthers, President's Trophy winners, they're down 2-0. They are a team that's specialized all season long in being able to bounce back and, and come back, whether it's within games, bouncing back from a loss. They, they had an ability this season to not let you know one or two losses turn into three or four, which is a great trait. But right now, through two games of this series, uh, what have you seen? And I guess with the freshest memory of this series being that uh, last second victory Tampa Bay picked up in game two, how do the Panthers rebound from that? It's tough. It's tough because I think Andrew Burnett said it perfectly that if you're talking about basically 58, 59 minutes of a game, you're really happy with your team's effort, the execution on a lot of different levels and the way it kind of ended, right? Last, last couple seconds there, it's tough. And that's one that you've got to be very strong between the years to put behind you and move forward. But you know, this team is, this team has shown resolve in a lot of ways all year individually in games and through stretches and kind of pushing through. So I, I think the one thing they really got going for them is uh, if there's a team that can bounce back and come out of a hole, it's them, right? There's only a couple teams that you can still feel secure being down in a situation like this. Oh, two going on the road. A lot of times you'd say, Oh, these guys are, are done. I, I don't feel that way with this group. Um, I, I think it's a tough little stretch right here. Obviously the power play has been, been struggling and uh, I've always been one that uh, this is a this is a top five power play in the National Hockey League in the regular season and I don't put so much onus on a stretch of you know if you're 0 and 15 on the power play or one for 18 or whatever uh, you just need timely goals and right now they're not getting any I don't know what the exact number is right now maybe you do is 0 for 20 whatever um, but the bigger thing for me is that this is an elite, elite team with elite talent with scoring goals and power plays. You can have a successful power play without scoring a goal and just feeling that is I always thought. And if you're talking from the other side, don't give the other team free passes. Mm -hmm. And that means don't let them get on the power play, because when if you think about the power play, the power play is all the best players on that team or on the ice with one more guy. I, mean, I know I'm really talking this down here, but this is my point is that you have time, you have space. And with time and space and highly skilled guys, you, you get confidence. You, you snap it around. You start feeling it. So if it's struggle, and it should be a struggle five on five in the playoffs, that's what the NHL playoffs are all about. You start your superstars start feeling good about themselves on the power play that spills over to five on five. So you can create momentum from just good power plays, even without goals. But right now, this team just doesn't seem like they're really generating a ton um, in game two. They generated some some good chances, I think, on their last two power plays in that game. But uh, they need something to fall. They need a bounce to go their way. And, and I think that they're in this series. They're they're a bounce or two away from just just turning this thing on its head. Uh, but it's tough. I mean, this is this is playoff hockey. This team knows. And I expect them to uh, to, to respond in a big way. Mike Rupp, NHL Network analyst here with us on the Panthers Insider Show. And a couple things I wanted to get to going off of what you just said. Uh, obviously, is, is this an illustration? You played on the biggest stage, Mike, and you were a part of a Stanley Cup winner. You, your, your first Stanley Cup playoff goal was one that ultimately uh, clinched the Cup back in 03. So you played on the biggest stage. Is what we've seen so far, because really, territorially, the Panthers, you could make the case, have been the, 
the stronger team through the first two games. But, uh, you know, it's just been a couple of plays here and there that have made the difference. Is this just an illustration of the fact that the margin for error in the Stanley Cup playoffs is just so thin? You have the Tampa Bay Lightning with all that experience on the other side. They've kind of just let the game come to them and, and capitalized and been opportunistic uh, on a couple of occasions. And ultimately, seems like that's why they have the 2-0 lead. Yeah, I mean, you need to have a lot of things go your way to be successful in the playoffs. Um, that's why a lot of times the best teams don't win the cup, right? Like the best teams, the teams with the best record, a lot of times don't don't win. And that doesn't mean they can't. There's just you need a lot. You need a luck. You need health. You need tons of things to go your way. Because I'll agree with you, um, they've they've had better play in these first two games than Tampa's had. But see, here's the, here's the thing with the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is a group that we know, we've seen. They've been through that grind. Tampa, for me, was severely outplayed in round one. You know, they uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs were the better team. If we were to bring a bunch of numbers together, the eye test, any, any way you want to look at it, Toronto was the much better team. But that doesn't win you anything this time of year. you got to find ways to win. That's why this, this team, I think even in game two, is a perfect example. And I'm not suggesting that, Florida's not doing it or any other team's not doing it, but that's it. They're, they're, they're banged up already. Um, <laughs> they, they lose. It seemed like in that first period, guys, there's just a turnstile of guys going to the locker room, getting dinged up. They come back. They, they, they just gut it out. They find ways. And, and the biggest thing with the NHL playoffs, every team, like you could take a non-playoff team, let's say the New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils, when you let them play the way they want to play, they're a very good team. But when you make them uncomfortable, they can't, they can't, they can't adjust. They're not there yet as an organization. That's why they're not in the playoffs. Well, when you're going into the playoffs, you've got to find ways. Like if, if Florida's allowed to play the way that they want to play, possession game, um, you're giving them some space, time and space, you're not pressuring them, these guys will eat you alive. But the fact is, is that Tampa understands how to manage a game and, and frustrate, be patient, wait for those opportunities. And now it's about Florida. How are we going to adjust our game in order to, to score, uh, to, to be better in certain areas and, and get the results that we want? Because they have been very good in a lot of ways. I think that's the frustrating part. So now it's about, all right, we might have to we might have to have an ugly one. We might need our goaltender to steal one for us, but all you need is that spark and it can turn into a, you know, a consuming fire. Yeah, and as you said, the Panthers have so much skill. You feel like, especially with the power play, you get one that could turn into two or three. I know it's easier said than done against uh, Andre Vasilevsky, but there's just so much skill on the Panthers' side that you think that uh, you get one or two and it could snowball from there. We'll see how things go as the Panthers get geared up for Game 3 and Game 4 coming up back-to-back days here. Uh, tomorrow's going to be Game 3 at 1.30 in the afternoon. Then you have the evening game Monday, 7 o'clock, so a couple of days off here in the series. Uh, Mike, kind of a schedule wrinkle there. How do you think that plays into this? As a player, do you welcome the uh, extra day off in exchange for having to play a back-to-back? Or do you like the rhythm? What do you think about that? Uh, I like it. I like it. I mean, probably the later stages of the playoffs, I'd be a little annoyed with it. (laughs) But uh, right now, with scheduling purposes and and whatnot, I mean, the good thing you have going for you in this this series is is the travel, right? Geographically, I think that helps. so that's one thing, but I, I like it from the standpoint here, here you go. You're, you're down, let's say from the Florida Panthers, from Panthers uh, outlook, 
you're down 0-2. Like we're talking about in about, uh, you know, I, I don't know the exact start times of both games. Let's say in 28 hours, this thing could be knotted up. You know what I mean? Like that, you don't have to win a game and then sit there and, and have that, like you can bang, bang. And, uh, but then also on the other side, Tampa's probably thinking the same thing. Like, with, you know, they're, they're probably thinking, wow, this is, this is, uh, we can have this thing done potentially. And, and it's an opportunity, opportunity, but I, I just like it because you're consumed in playoff hockey. And I remember as a player, <laughs> every single year I would do this, uh, this is before I, I got a little proactive and set up for auto pay, but, uh, during any long playoff runs, I just, I, I wouldn't even check my mail. Like, man, I my mail would be stacking up. I'd have late bills. It's just like, you don't care. It's like the life does like life doesn't exist. I had family members reaching out like you. Okay. Like I haven't talked to you. It's like, it's playoff mode. Like, I don't know. It's just, you're eating for hockey or sleeping for hockey. You're talking about hockey or watching hockey. So, um, you know, back-to-back games, I, I think it's mind over matter. I, I, I loved it as long as it doesn't happen all the time. And I think both these two teams are going to look at uh, an opportunity to have their way in, in these two games and really change the series. Yeah, it's going to be uh, quite a set of back-to-back tilts here. Panthers and the Lightning uh, tomorrow, 1.30. Monday at 7. That's how things line up for Game 3 and Game 4. Game 5 would be back in sunrise on Wednesday at a time to be determined. Mike Rupp, NHL Network, here with us. Curious, Mike, too, because you you made your uh, – when, when you first broke in, you were with the New Jersey Devils team that was established at that point and veteran guys and already had championship experience. What did that mean for you when you stepped in there and, you know, you had your first introduction to the Stanley Cup playoffs, but you're surrounded – by a lot of guys who had uh, been there, done that at that point in time. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you feel like in that moment. So for me, I didn't play the first three rounds. I I came in in the Stanley cup finals in game four and they went seven games. So I played games four, five, six, and seven. And, you know, when you're getting kind of airdropped into the Stanley cup finals, you haven't played a game in two months. Like, uh, you know, my last game was in the American Hockey League. We didn't make the playoffs, so it was a while since I played. But it's it's sink or swim. You're, you're trying not to think about it. You're trying to survive. But then when you sit there in that room, and for me, I get to look across the room, and I'm, I don't know how to act. I don't know how to behave. I don't know how to – I'm a rookie. I'm just trying to survive. And But when I look across and I see Marty Berdour, you know, Scott Stevens, um, Scott Niedermeyer, Patrick Aliash, Ken Danico, it's like you start, you look at those guys, the way they carry themselves and they're acting normal. It's another day. It's another day at the office. And, and, and it started making me th- feel like, like I'm in good hands. Like I'm in good hands here. And then it almost turns into the point where when you're, when you're confident because of the veteran leadership, they, I started looking around saying, you know what? There's one person in this room that no one thinks is going to do anything on the other team. They're not game planning for me. They're not de- like, they're they Look at like It's an opportunity, right? So if you're sitting there and, and you've got guys and you're a young player and you've got the veteran guys showing you how to behave, but also look at it as an opportunity. Like, wow, this is what Stanley cup playoffs are all about. Who is it going to be? It's got to be somebody. Who is it going to be? It's not going to be, it's a good chance. It might not be whatever, who who everybody thinks it's going to be. And uh, that's why I love some of these storylines in the playoffs. You have guys with that uh, don't score goals, scoring goals, maybe playing limited minutes, changing a series. I mean, that's, that's the beautiful thing about the playoffs. 
Mike Rupp, NHL Network here with us. And uh, you mentioned that. And uh, obviously, everybody knows the household names. And in just looking at the Panthers and the Lightning, a couple of guys who, uh, you know, they're not new to the NHL. They've been around for a little bit. But in the Washington series for the Panthers, it was Carter Verhage who exploded and had uh, 12 points in that series. And right now for the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, it's Ross Colton who's leading the Lightning in goal scoring uh, in the playoffs so far. So that's what the Stanley Cup playoffs are all about. Totally agree with you there. It's about uh, who's going to be stepping up at those uh, at those big times. Mike Rupp, NHL Network here with us. Uh, Mike, just looking around the rest of the league, uh, as far as the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs are concerned, is there a certain storyline, something that uh, outside of this Sunshine State showdown that uh, you've been looking at is uh, something that's maybe been the, the must-see TV for you, something you're really just keeping tabs on that you're interested to see how it's going to develop well i first off the first round had so many great series we had five of the the eight going to game seven um second round sometimes when you have such a loaded first round with matchups and great series like that it just seems like there's a let off uh let up i should say in the second round even it's just regards to matchups but here we just got done talking we got the sunshine state uh, battle which we've all wanted that was the best round of the playoffs last year so we get that right so i, I think this is going to be a good long series you look across the battle of alberta there's no uh, shortage of, of of dislike for one another out there Colorado St. Louis is one for me that if there's a team in the West that can beat Colorado, I think it's St. Louis. Uh, after game one, I started thinking if I should change my tune on that because I know the game went to overtime, but it was pretty one-sided play. I mean, this the uh, the abs at times look like the Globetrotters out there, but uh, Jordan Bennington for St. Louis was unbelievable. But then game two happens, and all of a sudden I'm like, all right, here we go. We got ourselves a series. Um, I, I just think the matchups are great. I think there's a lot of things that can happen. I think a lot, we could see some more game sevens in this series. I mean, uh, in this round, I should say, I, I just love the matchups and I uh, can't wait to see how the different teams react, but we got some good battles. I think are going to be heating up even more. Mike Rupp, our guest here from NHL network. And uh, last thing we'll leave you with here, Mike, this is something a lot of people across the league have been trying to figure out for the last few years. Andre Vasilevsky looks really locked in since game six of that Toronto series. He has, He's been, uh, you know, he's been the Andre Vasilevsky that we've seen win Vezina trophies, the guy who's earned that title of uh, best goalie in the National Hockey League and on planet Earth. He's got a personal four game win streak going just like Tampa Bay does going back to the Toronto series. If you're the Panthers, how do you make things as tough as possible on Andre Vasilevsky? Um, I think for for a guy like Vassie, um, it's about. I find when you're going against great goaltenders like him. It's about quantity over quality sometimes. I mean, how many goals do we see in the playoffs? Like fluky, fluky stuff. I mean, if we were to, I'm just making up some random number. Like say we have, um, you know, just for even numbers, like uh, say 100 goals scored in the playoffs. Okay. I, I bet you there's 70 of them that are, that are not clean shots and goals. And things are bouncing off. I mean, you see every single game multiple times, um, you know, you could even say in, in game two, what I think two of the Tampa goals were going off defenseman sticks for, for the Panthers. And, uh, you know, there's, I might be getting that wrong with the St. Louis series, but nonetheless, it happens in every series. And so the point is just get it there, get shots through, get them there. You certainly got to take his eyes away, get traffic in front, but just create chaos around the net. And sometimes that's hard for really skilled teams to do because all season long, they have this skill and the ability to, 
go quality over quantity mm-hmm. and, and they can go side to side and, and get a partially open net and bury a goal. It, it's just different this time of year. Just throw it in the goalie's feet, get there, dig for rebounds. You might have to take a punch in the face after a whistle, but get there and just get as many pucks there as possible. And uh, you know, it sounds kind of easy to say, but that's, that's how you generate. You got to get some ugly goals and, and manufacture some offense in the playoffs. He's Mike Rupp, NHL Network analyst. You can hear him on SiriusXM NHL Network Radio as well, doing a great job on a number of different platforms covering the National Hockey League. Mike, we thank you very much for stopping by. Uh, and again, great catching up here. And, uh, and yes, we have that Cleveland connection. So I look forward to talking to you again. Awesome. Anytime, buddy. That's Mike Rupp from NHL Network, Stanley Cup champion back in 03. Great NHL career and doing a great job covering the sport today. Folks, that uh, again, big thanks to Mike Rupp for stopping by. Coming up next from the Panthers television broadcasts on Valley Sports Florida, my friend and yours, Red Deer Randy Moeller, stopping by next. We'll break down the first couple of games. We'll look ahead. We'll continue to talk all things Florida Panthers, Panthers and the Lightning game three tomorrow at 1.30. Lots of different ways you can check out the action tomorrow. We'll have you covered across the Panthers radio network, of course, for that one coming up at 1.30 tomorrow. Pre-game coverage begins at 1 o'clock. Once again, thanks to Mike Rupp for stopping by. Randy Moeller stops by next segment. I'm Doug Plagans. More of the Panthers Insider Show coming up next right here on the Florida Panthers radio network. Hey, everybody, welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans back here with, the, with you as always, uh, talking all things Florida Panthers hockey over the course of the hour here and Again, uh, lots to get to. Panthers right in the middle of this second round best of seven playoff series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They find themselves in a 2-0 hole in the series right now as it shifts over to Tampa. Game three of the series will be tomorrow, an afternoon game and a little bit of a scheduling wrinkle here, a back-to-back in this playoff series. So the Panthers will play Monday night, game four in Tampa, before it would shift back to game five uh, in Sunrise on Wednesday night at a time to be determined. So check your local listings for that as far as the series, uh, as far as it keeps going on. Uh, Folks, time to get to a a special guest here right now. Randy Moeller joining us from the Panthers television broadcasts on Valley Sports Florida. And uh, Randy, thanks for stopping by the show here today and just want to get to it while it's fresh in our minds of course the Panthers don't play today they're back at it tomorrow they've had a little bit of extra time to think about the game from Thursday night game two and plain and simple the only way to describe that was heartbreaking to fall in the final seconds the way they did plain and simple that's the only way I can think of to describe it what did you take away from it and if you're a member of this Panthers team that's accomplished so much this year how do you rebound from that yeah it was gut-wrenching Doug and thanks for having me on and and I, I, it's very disappointing because, and I, I feel bad for the, for the players, coaching staff, and for the fans. Uh, the Panthers came out uh, the other night on Thursday night and established the game that they wanted to play right off the hop. They got in some big hits. They got the first five shots of the game. They were, uh, had the puck possession, territorial. They were playing in the Tampa zone. Everything was going well. And even though the Panthers continue to struggle on the power play, they still five on five were the better team. And that's what makes it disappointing. And the big goal that they got from Estulois Reynan in the second period to tie it up going into the third, the Panthers had that momentum. They had a power play that would carry over into the third period. But when you, at the end of the day, the disappointing goal with, 
3.8 seconds left, uh, miscues defensively in the Panthers zone, and allow Ross Colton to score that goal was really demoralizing, I think, for, the, for everybody involved because of the effort that the Panthers put in that night on Thursday. The crowd was in it. Everything was going well. Okay, it may be something different than we saw in the regular season uh, where a high-scoring game, the Panthers averaging almost five goals a game. But it was a close game. It was a tied game. Let's go. Let's keep going the way we're, we're playing. It's just really, really uh, uh, deflating what has happened. And here's where the Panthers' leadership, the coaches, players that have been the, the Claude Giroux, the Ben Sherrats, have to keep the glue to this team and keep it going and stay positive. I like the comments on Thursday night postgame. There wasn't doom and gloom. It was, hey, we played well, but still didn't win. And the last thing is, it's just unfortunate that the Panthers squandered one of the best goaltending performances of Sergei Bobrovsky this year, and he's had many, many of those. Yeah, he was outstanding. He's been great for the Panthers the whole playoffs, and uh, now the Panthers with a little bit of work to do here as the series shifts over to Tampa. Randy Muller, our guest here this morning on the Panthers Insider Show. Randy, you played in the playoffs during your career, and people always ask, you know, what's the big difference between the regular season and the playoffs? And in a way, could you look at game two and say that was an, an illustration of why the playoffs are different from the regular season. The Panthers played a great game for 60. They really had that basically almost the full 60 minute effort that you're always looking for every night, did so many great things enough to win probably 95% of the time. But uh, that game illustrated that the margin for error is just so slim in the playoffs when you're playing against another contending team, especially one that is as experienced as the Tampa Bay Lightning are, a, a championship-caliber team. It, it shows that uh, you can play a great game, but it, it, it can come down to one play, making all the difference, and that's really what the difference was in that game. And, and it was. And, and you take a look, Doug, at the details of that game on Thursday night. The Panthers had 40 shots either blocked or missed the net. The Panthers are not known for that throughout the regular season when they had the most points and they were the highest-scoring team. They were getting shots on net. They were finding ways of getting their shots through some of the uh, the attempted blocks. That's been a that's been a, a common theme even going back to the Washington series, and especially, of course, the the elephant in the room is the special teams, the power play. Panthers now 0 for 25. It's it's become it's almost being taken on as a life of its own now where now it's league-wide, everybody, all the fans, all the commentators in the sport of hockey are all talking about it 0 for 25. Panthers mentally have to get through that. I thought on their power play, they had some different looks. They tried some different things. But still, in the end, and I've said it now for probably two weeks since the playoffs have started, that you have to move the puck quick. You have to be unpredictable and not pass up shots and get shots on net. And the Panthers, unfortunately, have failed in all three of those categories. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're such an experienced, talented team. They've been there before. You see the way they maneuver around in the power play. Yeah, they were one, one, for, uh, one for three on the power play uh, the other night on Thursday. But they got that all-important first goal, Corey Perry. Um, the other thing is the Panthers, we saw it all season. And this is a positive. This is why... There's something 
that that uh, you can look forward to maybe is the Panthers are such a high-powered team and score a lot of points that there's going to be a lot of upside, even though we haven't seen the offense in the first two games. Barkov, Bennett, Reinhardt, and Verhage have no points through the first two games of this series. Look for them, and I'm positive that they can get on track and be a big part and contribute and execute on the offense. The Panthers are going to need it. And if they're going to come back in this series, they're going to need more than just one game where they score at least one plus power play goals. It's just the fact that's the way the game is played. Yeah, as you get further along in the playoffs, it just gets that much more difficult to win if you're not uh, at least having your special teams match the special teams. Of the group on the other side, Randy Moeller, Bally Sports Florida here with us. And a couple of things I wanted to get to off of what you just said, though. You, you illustrate the power play. And, you know, up until game two, it really felt like, sure, they weren't scoring, but there was good puck movement. There was good zone time. Uh, there was good execution for the most part. As you said, the lanes were just clogged up or the opposing goaltender was making the saves. Uh, it wasn't as if this was a, a power play that looked totally disjointed. I, there was a, there was a method to it. There was a rhythm to it. The pucks just weren't going in. Felt like in game two, that was the first time we actually did see a little bit of uh, maybe some visible frustration at times that uh, this just hasn't broken through yet. Did you kind of get that, that uh, impression? Yeah. But, but, uh, and you know, you want to stay positive, but, but when things are not working and you continue to try and force those passes again, in all four of the Panthers' power plays last uh, on Thursday night, there was one time in each power play where they tried unsuccessfully to force a pass through the middle from 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 uh, faceoff dot to faceoff dot. Whether it was Huberto, whether it was Barkoff or Giroux, or even or even uh, Bennett, and Tampa Bay are such a good structured team, they just tighten up that box and they dare you to fire that puck from the outside because of the confidence that they have in their world's best goaltender in Andre Vasilevsky. And the Panthers did blast the puck a couple of times unsuccessfully. What they need, if they're going to, if they're going to shoot from the outside, they've got to have traffic in front. They've got to take the eyes away from Vasilevsky. They've got to bump them, screen them, and then be there hopefully for a rebound. But that's the frustrating part about it, Doug, is as you mentioned, the Panthers did have good zone time on the power play. They did move it around. They had some looks. But at the end of the day, even if they do execute and get somebody that's in a prime shooting position and shoot, you're up against the best goaltender in the world. And that just, I think that's where maybe what you mentioned, the frustration is, hey, we're doing all these different things and we still can't score. Well, one of the reasons is, is Andre Vasilevsky and the best goaltender in the league and until he's proven that he's not, he's still the best goaltender in the league. And But what a goaltending battle again yeah. on Thursday night. Bobrovsky was outstanding. Um, I like the way the Panthers were aggressive. Um, they had 52 hits in the game. A lot of those were in the first period to establish the type that they want to play. I thought the energy in the building, the energy of the players, it just, you know, Tampa, they, they just – Weather the storm at the, at the first period when the Panthers really dominated. They didn't panic. They weathered it, and then they slowly got going and started to play up to their potential with the puck possession and that. And that's what the Panthers are going to have to fight through against a very playoff-experienced team. Yeah, we were talking about that on our broadcast the other night uh, afterward. As much as 
defeat does sting uh, credit where it's due the way the Tampa Bay lightning have battled in these two games is something to behold because you could make the case that the Panthers and you hit it right off the top of the segment here territorially especially the Panthers have been the better team for the majority of what we've seen in these first two games they look like the team that's on home ice and the team that has some jump and confidence and the Tampa Bay lightning are just kind of letting the game come to them and they're battling and it it almost looks like what Washington was throwing at the Panthers in round one only as you touched on uh, your game plan can be a little bit different maybe the team uh, feels a little bit bigger when they have a goalie like Andre Vasilevsky behind them but full credit to Lightning the way they've battled so far through two games yeah and and uh, the one thing that the Panthers I think there's uh, needed improvement is we call it and it, it it can kind of have a macro kind of a shield around it is game management. You have to understand where you're at in a game, where you're at in a shift. You know, the when you're, you're stuck in your own zone, like the Panthers were a couple times uh, on Thursday night, they finally get possession, come out of their own zone. You know your teammates are trying to change and you throw a cross-ice pass. Remember when the Panthers got called for too many men on the ice? Etu Loisterin and made a critical mistake there where he threw the puck across the ice. The Panthers in the middle of a change. Same thing on the game-winning goal. You have to understand how much time is on the clock. Okay, it's less than 10 seconds. Let's just protect the house in front of the net. Let the puck go in the corner or behind the net. They're not going to score from there. It's game management that coaches talk about and even players talk about. that. That's where the Panthers, if they're going to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they need the win on Sunday afternoon, that's probably going to be at the top of my list is the game management. Understand where you're at in the game. Yeah, the Panthers going into Tampa now. Game three will be uh, tomorrow, of course, at Amelie Arena, the front end of a back-to-back. And, of course, folks, uh, there will be a watch party tomorrow. It's going to be presented by Funky Buddha. Round two, game three, that's tomorrow, Esplanade Park in Fort Lauderdale, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Bring your lawn chairs. Join us for street hockey, a live band, spray paint, artist, and much more. All ages are welcome. That's the watch party tomorrow for game three, Randy, uh, unconventional, the back-to-back in the playoffs. Uh, can can the back-to-back with the matinee, can this little wrinkle in the schedule maybe be something the Panthers could use as something to kind of alter the flow of a series a little bit? Yeah, well, like, any spark can help right now. The Panthers are looking for spark. They're looking for a hero like they they found in, in Carter Verhage in round one against the Washington Capitals. Again, if the Panthers are going to be successful and crawl out of this, this 2-0 hole, 0-2 hole against the Lightning, their big big guns have, have got to step up, which they have all season long. The Barkoffs, the Huberdos, Bennett, Reinhardt, Verhage, they need to get the offense uh, from the defense as well, get the shots through. Um, and then your role players like Hornquist and, and, and Lomberg, these players have to chip in with a big goal like we saw in game – three last year against the lightning where Lomberg gets the overtime winning goal on a breakaway. Uh, these are the type of, of good karma things to happen with the team that the Panthers are going to have to grasp somehow in order to turn this series around. 
Randy Moeller, Pally Sports Florida here with us. Uh, last couple of things before we like, let you get going here. Uh, the Panthers, as a group, receiving a, a couple of nominations this week for, uh, for some hardware. Uh, Andrew Brunette nominated for the Jack Adams. Alexander Barkov, once again, up for the Selkie. Uh, as far as those two getting, uh, getting nominations, I'd say both uh, extremely well-deserved. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't, you don't do it with smoke and mirrors. And, and you talk about uh, Andrew Burnett and what he did. And, and the, it was the consistency after he took over behind the bench that the team continued. They got off to that great start, continue to play the same way, that high octane, play with the pace and the speed, create the offense. They got, they got very adequate goaltending. Uh, it wasn't great, but it was good enough to win. Bobrovsky got off to a good start. So did Spencer Knight. And they just kept it going. And to keep that group together and believing in what they can accomplish game by game and facing the adversity and even those all those comebacks that they had, 29 in the regular season, they had, what, six in, that they were down, uh, three or more goals. That just bodes that uh, that's leadership, not only from the players, but from the coaching staff as well. Andrew Burnett absolutely deserves to be nominated for the Jack Adams Award. And... Um, he has a good chance of winning, Doug. He does have a good chance of winning. And Barkov, uh, you feel like he's one of those guys. And the Selkie's kind of like that. Once you once you win the Selkie, it almost feels like, okay, you're Jameson Olive and I have talked about this. Once you win a Selkie, you're kind of in the club at that point, And you're probably going to be one of the guys whose name is up for it for uh, a number of years to come. I feel like we've entered now a, a run where we're going to see Barkov getting a Selkie nomination for the next five to seven years uh, consecutively. He's kind of, he's at Well, that one level. of the reasons why and I've said it, he's the best two-way player in the world. And the Panthers were one of the top teams with puck possession. They were the best team in takeaways. A lot of that has to do with Alexander Barkov, the positioning, the takeaways that he performs in both the offense, defensive zone, well-deserved again. And I agree with you, Alexander Barkov, health-permitting, will be a finalist for that award for years and years and years to come, just like Patrice Bergeron. Yep, yep, same kind of thing. Just like him, Kopitar, Jonathan Taves, all the guys who have been uh, in that mix for the better part of the last decade plus in the case of uh, some of them. Randy Moeller uh, joining us here from Bally Sports Florida. Last thing we'll leave you with, Randy, you touched on a little bit. Biggest thing you want to see off the drop of the puck when game three comes around tomorrow. I, I not a, not a change. Uh, the Panthers. I, I was very impressed the way they started game two. Go out there and dictate the pace. Get your legs going. Be physical, but disciplined. Do not allow the Lightning to get that first power play. Take try and take the crowd out of it. I like the energy. The Panthers, as I mentioned, somehow, some way, the big guns, the offense of this team, the highest scoring team in the NHL, has got to get on track and 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 play with a one, a two goal, maybe even a three goal lead. And we'll see, hopefully, this series turn around. Randy Moeller, our guest here from Valley Sports Florida. Randy, thank you very much, as always, for stopping by here on the Panthers Insider Show. And tell all the folks out there uh, what they can follow along with as the playoff coverage continues on Valley Sports Florida before we let you go here. Yeah, of course, it's network TV for all the games right now, but we have full coverage. Uh, Jessica Blaylock, myself, are in the studio. Steve Goldie-Goldstein is doing the interviews and commentary from the side. All post-game, after every game on network, on TNT, switch over to Bali Sports Florida. We have close to an hour post-game show. We break all the plays down. We've got all the interviews, and we analyze everything that went on in that game. 
fortunately or hopefully that on Sunday afternoon, we'll be able, tomorrow afternoon, we'll be able to break down a Panther win. So you can tune in there after you watch the national telecast, flip over to Valley Sports Florida, and you can uh, join the crew there and get all the post-game coverage uh, from the Panthers side of things. So that is what you have to look forward to after each Panthers game here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Panthers and the Lightning. Tomorrow, game three. Randy Muller, thank you very much for stopping by, as always, once again. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. That's Randy Muller from Valley Sports Florida joining us. Folks, a reminder, it's not too early to start planning for the 2023 NHL All-Star Game in South Florida. Come see some of the biggest stars across the league, showcase their skills, and enjoy some South Florida sun. Pre-sale access available to territory members. For more information, go to floridapanthers.com slash members. Well, big thanks to our guests here this morning. No game today. The Panthers back at it tomorrow. Game 3, 1.30 in Tampa. We'll have you covered with Panthers preview beginning at 1 o'clock across the radio network and then on monday night at seven that'll be game four pregame at 6 30 puck drop at seven and then the series will shift back to sunrise game five if necessary feel pretty confident saying the panthers are going to uh, pick up at least a victory in these games in tampa to force the series back over to sunrise so uh, check your local listings on that game five if necessary wednesday will be at a time to be determined once again big thanks to our guests big thanks to all of you for tuning in i'm doug plagans this has been the panthers insider show right here on the florida panthers radio network okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.